Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We're excited to talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. You guys, today is Friday. Welcome to your Friday. Thanks for listening to the podcast. It's March 24th. If you have a son or daughter that is in Kids Club that has been participating in the Derby car, you know Mm. that tonight is a spaghetti dinner and it is the race. The race of all races. So get your game face on. I, I mean, I feel bad we'll probably for our see kids you there, so watch out. Because <laughs> also, yeah, some of these other kids got dads that like do this stuff. They for know mechanics. They're like they shaving down the graphite yeah. axle and, and honing in the the shape of the nose of the car. And I'm like, Kirby, what do you want yours to look like? Like an ice cream cone. Okay. Let's just sand this right here and... We're in it. We're all in. <laughs> oh, we're all in, but when our kids get obliterated first round, it's their dad's fault. I'm pretty fault. sure Kirby's like flipped out of the track at one point. And so I, I'm sorry, Kirby. Yeah. You know, but it, what a fun thing. And so awesome. what a fun thing to do together. Yeah, to get there and cheer together. And so that's happening today, later tonight. Um, You guys, Hebrews, we're wrapping up. We're getting near the end of the chapter. And it is just still so full of really good stuff. Clark and I were going back and forth. We've been doing the podcast since... Three beginning years. of COVID, yeah. and I don't know if we have ever talked about Hebrews 11. If we have, it's been a long time. So we're excited to talk about it with you today. Yeah. So, Bobby, kick it off. Great. Talk to me about faith. Okay. Knowing. Right away in the beginning, it's so interesting because you read you, you read the words by faith, by faith, you know, throughout most of the chapter. And the beginning of verse one, it says this, now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended commended for. So I read a book. I'm pretty sure it was by John Mark Comer. I think it was Live No Lies. I don't know, though. I'll have to yeah. go back. And in there, he talks about just this word faith and how um, the biblical meaning of it was, it's like, it's such a deep security and knowledge of truth, meaning like, it didn't matter if it was like you're using the word faith mm-hmm. with Yahweh or if you're using the word faith with like the ground being brown or, you know, like it was that deep of a knowing and a surety that like this is a the surety? truth. Is that a word? I don't know. It is now. Keith Corver, Harold, Harold Corver, come out, my wife. And so what happened, though, as time moved forward was slowly but surely there was this like parsing out of the word faith and its definition and slowly but surely the word faith got separated more and more from knowing Mm -hmm. and assurity and like understanding deep truth and so now really kind of through the enlightenment to where we are now there's this understanding that oh well like faith in God and religious faith, that is not the same yeah, which, as and, and, like factual academic knowledge and knowing like, you know, yeah. gravity and two plus two. And I want to tell you, friends, that is not how it always was. And even like the end of the biblical text, when they say the word faith, they mean truth. Like they mean a sure, sure, sure thing, a deep knowing. Yeah. It's like factual. Like that is the kind of deep truth that like the word faith is like resonating with. Yeah, the divorce between yes. faith and knowledge in the enlightenment, mm-hmm. like the effects and the fruit of that are still evident today because mm-hmm. so many people think that science and religion 
totally. are at odds with each other. And one of the things that you see this the pendulum swinging within the, the Christian church and movement is it's saying, no, they're not at odds with each other. In fact, science right. can only affirm what we much know. of yeah. what God says. Now, obviously, any kind of logistics, analytics, and, and research can be done and twisted to For sure. um, take mm-hmm. be taken out of context and back up any point you want, just like the Bible can. But when you look at them as a whole... You see that these things are actually made to be integrated and right. together. Right, like it actually makes sense. It's not like a I need a PhD times three yep. to understand. It's like, oh no, this I get that, and yeah. so it it actually does complement. Like there anyway. is no big bang. Like something cannot mm-hmm. come from nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a watch. There has to be a watchmaker and someone who designed the watch to tick and work and turn the way it does. And so when you look at the sun and the moon and the stars, the Bible teaches us that these things declare the glory of God, whether you're reading in the Old Testament, like the Psalms, so go to Psalm 8, or if you're reading the New Testament, you look at like Romans 1, everything yeah. is pointing to the reality that there's a maker and faith and knowing are integrated. That's why you have to really to understand Hebrews 11, you really have to start there with like the understanding that the word faith and when it says by faith, by faith, by faith over and over and over again, that's the kind of that's the kind of knowledge that we're talking about. Yeah. Like that deep, deep, deep knowing, like faith that, you know, Abraham and and so on and so on. And so understand that as we go throughout this text and kind of um, read through the chapter, like, wow, this mm-hmm. is this is what faith we're, we're kind of talking about. And then one of my verses that stood out from today's reading, jump down to verse six. Okay. It says, without faith, it's impossible to please God mm. because anyone who comes... To to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards yeah. those who earnestly seek him. And so mm-hmm. faith can be used a couple different ways. F- faith is a gift from God. Sure. God offers us a saving faith. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, he calls us to exercise our faith muscle in that yeah. every decision, every relationship, every word spoken and thought done and good deed exercised is to be done for the mm-hmm. glory of God. And so there's like the day-to-day faith that's part of the spirit working in us in the sanctifying right. process, becoming like Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's millions of little decisions that you're going to make over the course of your lifetime. And then there's the saving faith that justifying that God said, you are mine. I am yours. This is a done deal. Mm-hmm. Your debts have been paid for. But what we have to get back to is that, that mundane. I think oftentimes the focus is on, yeah, I said a prayer. I believe in Jesus, mm-hmm. and, and maybe you really do, but the sanctifying process of partnering with the Spirit, saying no to sin, saying yes to the way of Jesus mm-hmm. on Friday night, on Sunday morning, mm-hmm. getting to church and getting to group, being in the Word, giving your money away, not because we want to be good people, but because we love God, and God loved us, and He's called us to this. Mm-hmm. And so Romans 14, verse 23 says, if something is done that's not done in faith, it's sin. And, and mm. that's where like the, this is foolishness to the world. Like this does not make any sense. Like you mm. walk a little old lady across the street and she says, oh, you're such a nice boy, Clark. Way to go. I'm like, oh, thanks. Like I I, I'm, I'm a nice guy. This old lady, like she, she said, she gave me five bucks or a hug or a high five and a kind word. If that's not done with a motivation of glorifying God and faith in him, that's sin because I'm getting the glory and God is not. Same thing is true with the justice movement. People are fighting for justice, justice, justice. And in the Bible is should be the forerunner in these conversations. Mm-hmm. But if God's not involved and the spirit and the scriptures are not guiding our movement and our fight for justice, it's sin. 
we are completely missing it. Again, because God's not being glorified. And that's just a really strong word and maybe even an uncomfortable one for some of us. But that just comes back to God is meant to mm-hmm. be involved in every aspect of life because mm-hmm. he made us and he made life. He made all of creation and he desires a relationship with us. And so that that leads me um, just to be really encouraged because if you keep going throughout the scriptures, mm-hmm. in just today's reading, there there's a hard word like in verse 13 and verse 39 and 40. Yeah. Verse 13, it says, right. all these people, and, and this, if you've read this chapter, it lists basically everyone and their grandma in the oh, Bible. Oh, the quote, unquote, like, yeah, heroes they, of faith. Yeah. The heroes of faith, how they live by faith. It says in verse 13, all these people were still living by faith when they died, and they did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were two foreigners and strangers mm-hmm. on earth. If I jump to the end of the chapter and I go to verse 39 and 40, it says, they were all commended, all these people listed in this chapter for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised. And it's not that God's lying and tricked them. It's just that what's promised is in the future. And since God had planned something better for us, so only together with us, they could be made perfect. Again, God built us for relationship. We're to be experiencing life together. And when Jesus Christ comes back, to bring justice, to usher his people into eternal salvation, those promises and gifts will be cemented and solidified in the hearts of God's people Mm -hmm. and in our reality and in our existence. In our eating, our drinking, our sleeping, our playing, our worshiping, those gifts of God are coming. But all these people died not seeing what God had foreshadowed and prophesied about, like coming to fruition. Like think about this. Almost all these people did not get to experience Jesus face to face. They knew a Messiah was going to come. They knew someone was going to step on the head of the serpent. For those who came after David knew that someone was going to come from the line of David, the mm-hmm. tribe of Judah. But they died not knowing like who this person exactly was and what they're going to look like and what was this kingdom going to be like. Because mm-hmm. look at the disciples again. They're thinking the kingdoms of God's right. coming. We're going to overthrow Rome. And just it was vastly different than anybody imagined. So right now, in your life and in my life, God's calling us to follow Jesus. And we can be discouraged when there seems to be no fruit. Keep going because faith is exercising that muscle saying, I am confident, I am assured, knowing that God is real, God is at work, and I am I am a small link mm-hmm. in, a, in a long chain that God is using to bring the kingdom of God to earth. And he's using me to tell other people about Jesus. And even if it's not on my in my timeline, I trust that God's still good. I can't remember if it was my last sermon or the sermon coming up. Hmm. No, actually, it was back from Daniel, where <laughs> that uh, that that Dutch and German explorer George Mueller died. Okay. Yeah, for sixty-two years, he prayed for his friends to be Christians, right. and one of them was, was just an, uh, adamant, just like this is not real. I'm right. an atheist. Da, da, da. And then Mueller died, not seeing his friend come to faith, yeah. and it was like right there before the funeral service, mm-hmm. this guy commits his life to Christ. Right. Mueller wasn't there to see it in yeah. the earthly sense. I'm not sure to, to what extent like the heavenly realms interacting with the earthly mm-hmm. realm in terms of people, but it happened. And so these people, Abraham and Moses and Ruth and Rahab, right. they were still faithful even when their life was on the line. They weren't sure how it was going to work out in their timeline. Right. I think the reality of that too is like if you sit in that and you're like, oh, well, I don't want to like, I'm not. I'm not going to know, or I'm not going to see the fruit, or I'm not going to get to be a part. 
I, I come back to like the parable that Jesus tells with like the, the servants who are in the field mm-hmm. and some of them work throughout the whole day and some of them just come at the end of the day. So the joy that we hold on to in this journey, like while we're reading them and they're, and it talks about how they're like these people back to Hebrews um, in verse 36, they're flogged, they're chained, they're beaten. Like you think about the disciples and, and like, Oh, Abraham and Sarah, they didn't even like, they didn't have kids. So they were way older. Like it was just such a mess for all these people. There's so much heartache and there's so much pain. What we hold on to though, is that you were journeying with God. So like this man that prayed for 62 years, Who's to say that God wouldn't have saved his friend without his 62 years of praying? Who yeah. knows what the Lord would have done? But yeah. the difference is that his friend partnered with God for 62 years. Yeah. That's the amazing gift of life on earth is that, hey, we're looking the whole time toward toward heaven because this earth is not our home. But the journey that we are on on earth with the Lord with the Lord makes it worth it. Ig- exactly. Be- because the temptation, I think, when you're in this spot going, why would I like give my money away or why would I pray for this right. person or why would I withstand um, social discrimination or uh, sure. rebukes and being made fun of because sure. I'm a believer? Why not just be a Christian quietly totally, and, and live my life in the world and enjoy it yeah. because it's not worth it. That's why. Well, I think you, when you're in Christ, it flips the question on the head Yeah, and you're like, I, people got to know, like yeah. I can't help but whether it's the joy of the Lord, the conviction of the Lord, the yeah. part, like, it's like, I, people need to know. So I remember you guys, one of the first funerals that I attended, well, I was really young and, um, and it was like my second cousin and she was really young. She was a young adult. And I remember, I didn't really know her very well, but my mom and it, it was just, it was very sad. What happened to her And again? she was in a car accident, okay. but, but everyone kept talking about how like she didn't know that she was about to, she was driving to accept a job offer. She also didn't know that her, her boyfriend who, who came to her funeral in military dress was about to propose to her. Literally, she's on the cusp of like some of the most life-changing things of her life. Oh, wow. And, 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 and now she's gone. And I remember talking with my mom after that and how, oh my, like understanding a little bit of the gravity of it, like that, that is really, really terrible. And my mom literally sang, there's this little kid's song about this world not being our home. And in these conversations, my view of the world and of God and of heaven expanded tenfold Mm -hmm. because reality for me was not earth anymore. Reality for me as a little kid was understanding, oh, there is something and someone so much greater than this that's better than a new job that's better than this proposal that's better wow. that's that is forever better and we get to go there and we get to be with that person we get to know them on earth yeah and we get to live in that reality forever and so my mom it helped me understand that it's not life to death when you're in christ it's life to life and we get to walk out that life on earth while we're pointing other people to jesus and we're all walking toward heaven and that's the truth. And that's what Hebrews is talking about. When we understand this gift of faith that God's given us, yeah. when we receive that, and when we exercise that faith muscle and we and we see the world and the chaos around us and we don't understand it, but we point other people and say, hey, this is where I'm going. You're coming with me. Yeah. And that gives us perspective in the, in the now where right. the, the temptations of this world might not become as tempting 
because God, his presence right, right. now and his promises for the future are better right. than mm-hmm. what's offered right before us. Right. Mm, that's a good. Well, I just love to you guys. I mean, I'm going to say this. This is verse 38. So I'll read a couple of verses before this. They were stoned. They were sawed in two. They were put together by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, um, persecuted and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. Who else does that sound like? The world was not worthy of them. That sounds like Jesus. Yeah. The world was not worthy of him when they were, when we, you know, shouted crucify, they're not worthy. So when we live covered in the blood of Christ, cloaked in him, when we live lives covered in him, we understand that this world is not our home and that we are going to a place that is made for us, that Mm -hmm. Jesus has prepared the way. And um, it's going to look different. It's going to look very different. And that's a good thing. Because again, it's what essentially is saying is those who were unworthy of the world Mm -hmm. are out in caves in the wilderness, desolate places. And those who seem to be worthy of the world are the ones living in palaces and comfy beds and a roof over their heads. And God's saying, I don't care about that. And and sometimes our experience is the quiet, the barren, the desolate, the wilderness. And God's saying, this is where I'm at. This Mm -hmm. is where I'm going to meet you. And so that prosperity became become such a tempting thing. Prosperity yeah. breeds amnesia. We so quickly, like God's people, forget about God and what he's done for us. It's not that mm-hmm. prosperity is a bad thing if we navigate that the right way, but God has something good for us now and in eternity, and we got to start living with that in mind today. Yeah, I... I... Really quick before we end, I mean, I'm encouraged to to live in a place uh, at Emmanuel Church where I could literally go through Hebrews chapter 11. And I could say, by faith, these people, X, Y, Z. By faith, these people, X, Y, Z. By faith, these people. And so maybe do that. Maybe you go through and look at your community and see mm. what God's done. And then maybe even you go through it. By faith, Bobby Jean, X, Y, Z. By faith, Bobby Jean, you know, where has the Lord exercised this faith bicep? Reflect on it. It's worth noting. And I think it'll be a great encouragement. Okay, you guys. Wow. Hebrews, really good stuff. Thanks so much for listening. Um, Enjoy your weekend. Come worship with us on Sunday. Going to keep talking about Sabbath. Sabbath resistance. I'm glad. I love hearing the stories of you guys doing Sabbath and sharing with you the gift of Sabbath. It's been awesome. So thanks so much for listening and we'll uh, see you Sunday. The Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.